Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to All Together, the Family Science Insights Podcast, produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm your host, Dina Sargent. Now, let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. Um, Today, we're talking about screen time, and I know that we've spoken about this before, and we've had a lot of help from a lot of screen time experts talking about how you to manage it with your children. Um, today we're getting a very good first-hand experience as to talking about her screen time uses. So today we've got my fellow podcast host as well as student and a human who thinks they use their phone way too much. Please welcome to the show, Gabriella Yelstra. How are you going today? Hi, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm very good. I'm currently very cold and that's why I'm wearing the second, a third layer on top because I didn't realize how cold it would be today. It is very cold and very rainy outside. I was surprised. Yes. If you're coming to Melbourne, if you're ever thinking about it, don't come at this time of the year. (laughs) If you ever come to Melbourne, just make sure you bring an entire four seasons worth of clothing. Yeah, because you'll be needing them. You'll need it. (laughs) So we're talking about screen time today. And we're discussing a little bit more about your use. So you have told me that you are self-proclaimed constant phone user. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, I um, use my phone, I think, too much. Mm -hmm. I think that it is uh, something that a lot of us experience. Um, For me, it, I mean, you know, it's sort of ramped up ever since I got my first smartphone, Um, you know, with more and more data. It just means that I can use my phone more and more without worrying about running out of data. And, you know, people develop more and more apps on their on phones. I, (laughs) you know, you first get Instagram and then you get, well, no, first you get Facebook and then you get Instagram and then you download Snapchat and then you delete Snapchat. And then, (laughs) yes. Yeah. And then I got Reddit and then I got all these different phone games. I've got Pokemon Go and it just means I spend more and more time on my phone and it got for me really bad. Um, during the lockdowns. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And also um, with uni, I'm studying, I'm a student right now. And when I really don't want to do an assignment, I look at my phone and it becomes a problem sometimes. But yes, um, that's a bit about me and who I am. Who? What else have I done? I am also a podcast host. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes. Um, but um, thank you for having me on today. No, I'm, I'm amazed. I love that you're you can admit it to yourself and even acknowledge there are a lot of people who won't even acknowledge the fact that they use their phone way too much. So I'm glad to have someone on the show who will acknowledge that. (laughs) The reason I can acknowledge you to myself is because my partner tells me it a lot. Oh, okay. So it's actually making, it's, it's negatively impacting my um, home life. Okay. Well, the first, the first step of recovery is to admit the problem. Exactly. And then there you go. So this is the first step. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. So 
to get to know you a little bit more, we love to start off with a little get to know you. Of course, you know this, you know how it goes. Um, so this just to share the first thing that sort of comes to your mind. Um, first thing is a favorite book of yours. Okay, so um, this is not my favorite book, but this is a book that I've read recently. It was actually a book series I've read recently that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like the first book, it's a trilogy. Okay. The first book I read in a day. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it meant that I had to disregard a lot of other things that day. <laughs> That's okay. It's all, um, so, all for a good course. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's also really fun. That's something I used to do a lot as a kid was read a book in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love being able to do that now as an adult as well, because it's just, you get completely lost. So yeah. the book series is the Scholomance series by Naomi, Naomi Novik. Okay. Um, so it's basically set in a, um, a high school. Uh, where there's magic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Harry Potter, but not really because the school is trying to kill them. Oh, okay. So not like Harry Potter. So it's not like Harry Potter. Well, yeah. I mean, the school is trying to kill them and sometimes. True. Like they almost die several times. That's that's very true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but this one, the school is trying to kill them. And um, basically they're magicians. They have to learn different ways to like survive the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. I've read a bunch of uh, um, other books by Naomi Novik as well. And so yeah. I know that she's a, um, a really enjoyable writer. Okay. Um, and I don't know. It's just really fun. I really love a fun book that I can get really lost in. So highly recommend to anyone who likes fantasy or okay. urban fantasy, I think, as well. Oh, amazing. So is it the school, the actual school or is it people in the school trying to kill them? So it's more like the system of magic um, is trying to like, I don't know, the way that it works is like there are these magical creatures that are trying to kill the students to get their magic because each person has a certain amount of magic in them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, So the evil monsters are trying to kill the students and the school is kind of there and like the monsters come into the school and then try to kill the students. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is... That sounds pretty cool. That sounds very good. It was very good. I really liked it. It's amazing that you can get that description from just a book as well. Mm. There's no like visual aspects to it. Yeah. So no, I I love the way that books do that. Mm, Definitely. The next one is a favorite movie of yours. Okay. Again, not a favorite movie, but a movie that I saw recently that I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Not even sure I was like, I'm not even sure I enjoyed it, but it was definitely something that captivated me if that makes sense okay so it's the movie tar with um kate blanchett oh i think i've seen it have i seen it or did i tell you about this already i can't remember maybe i'm gonna talk about okay, it anyway. go for it anyway this is the last movie i've seen so <laughs> I, I i don't have much time to watch movies honestly yeah. um but the movie is about um kate blanchett who's playing a composer uh, music conductor okay um and uh basically um, she's working up to probably her greatest uh, orchestral uh, conducting feat um, yet. Oh, it's recently come out. Hasn't yeah, it just it? recently yeah, came okay. out. Okay, I think I've. I think you probably said I might have talked it. about it. Yeah, but I would recommend seeing this in a movie theater because the like audio was really amazing. Mm-hmm. At one point, I thought that there was something behind me. Yeah, that it was actually part of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you need the really great audio system to really um, appreciate it. Okay, because wow. it's about a compo- uh, conductor. Yeah. So audio is a really important part of it. Um, and also it really made me realize that I want more lamps in my house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, the lighting in a house yeah. is so moody. Yeah. I was like, man, my house needs that. I and need not that. candles. It's like 
for lamps. Lamps, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just made it so much like my house is just the light in the ceiling. Okay, and yeah. And it's very boring. It's very one color. One color. Yeah. I need lamps. So anyway, that's that's what I came back out with that movie. <laughs> At least, well, you learned something for yeah. it. <laughs> the next one is a favorite or even a recent podcast of your choosing. Okay, so um, a podcast that I really enjoy is the 20% True podcast with um, by Carolyn Rahman. Mm-hmm. So um, she is a writer, I believe, who writes these really cute um, fantasy um, stories, mm-hmm. usually short stories, sometimes longer stories. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very whimsical um, and just really sweet. Um, like the first one I think that she released was about um, this fisherman who um, – he goes fishing on this lake and he meets this girl who swims around and they become friends. And then it turns out she's a mermaid. Oh, wow. And um, it's just really cute. No, that sounds really good. That sounds really nice. And every time the, you know, the theme tune comes on, it just perks my day up. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just a lovely little thing that I get to listen to every once in a while. No, it's nice to be able to have something that has no, I think, for lack of a better term, like no partner, um, like you don't learn nothing from it. Yeah. It's just nice to have yeah. that kind of thing that fills up space. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. I, I do try to like, you know, teach myself and learn things from the podcasts mm-hmm. and the things that I consume. But I find that I am happiest when I also get to uh, escape into my fantasy world mm-hmm. and um, or other people's fantasy worlds and um, just get to be happy for once in my life. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I can fully understand that part for sure. (laughs) That's a good habit. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so moving on to the next part is I know that we usually have a favorite role model of yours, but I think we both agreed that a favorite pet is a really good alternative to this. And you could say he's my role model as well. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so I have a cat. His name is Felix. Um, very original. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got him from the uh, from the RSPCA already named and we didn't want to change it. Yeah. That's how he got his name. So he is a ginger boy with one eye mm-hmm. and um, he's just the sweetest boy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just loves to cuddle with us, sit on our laps um, or watch the birds outside. He sheds everywhere. So I'm always covered <laughs> in his fur. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just he's just the cutest boy. We'll have to add a picture in somewhere of him for people to see. Yes, I'll definitely try to attach yep. someone some, somewhere because I, I think he needs to be admired. I think so. <laughs> yes, we need more admirers for him. Exactly. And something recent that I did for him was, so he, I, I like knitting. Yeah. And he got really into needing my knitting. Okay. Like when he was happy, he would like need it. But yep. I was a little bit worried that he was going to pull the threads um, because of his claws. Yes. So instead I decided to make him a blanket, like knit him his own blanket that he can destroy. That is really nice. And so then, is it that is it big enough? Is it big for him? It's about his size. Okay. So I made it so I can also put it on the windowsill so he can sleep on the windowsill. Oh, that's sweet. And that would be really warm for him well, during in summer, this kind in of winter, season. Yeah. I thought that would be good as, as well because the other thing he likes doing is sitting on my textbooks when I'm trying to study. Yes. Because the table's cold. Yeah. So that like better than the floor, yeah. better than anything cold based. Yeah. Yep. So he can um, sit on the blanket instead of sitting on my textbooks. Perfect alternative. Yep. Actually, you study for once. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, speaking of studying, um, is a course that you have completed. 
So recently I went to uh, visit a friend in New Zealand and while we were there, mm -hmm. um, we decided to do a tufting course. It was just oh, one wow. day, uh, uh -huh. actually probably about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, so tufting, if you don't know, is you get this like gun mm -hmm. and it's got thread in it and you basically use the gun to shoot the thread into this piece of fabric and yeah. you kind of make like a carpet. Oh, wow. Um, but you can do like different designs and everything and it was really fun. Yeah. Um, and I've got my own little little mini carpet now that I'm going <laughs> to hang up somewhere. Um and it was really fun because it's sort of like drawing, but not quite like drawing. It's kind of like fiber arts, but not quite like fiber arts. Okay. Um, and now I want a tufting gun, but they're like $500. Oh, okay. That's an expensive hobby of yours. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying not to get into it. Okay. So no staring at your laptop at two o'clock in the morning when you're half asleep. Yeah. And looking at it because you'll order it for sure. Luckily, I'm very cheap. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not likely to buy it. Okay. Well, that's 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 a good habit then. <laughs> I guess. But yeah. Uh, so that's something I did. That was really fun. So yeah. um, if you go to Hamilton, look it up. Hamilton in New Zealand, or if you're anywhere else in the world, see if they've got a class near you. Oh yeah, I'm definitely. I'm so into doing that at the moment because especially after, I'm like, okay, let's go find something that's a hobby that I don't have to think about so much. Mm -hmm. I tried knitting. Mm -hmm. um, after seeing you knit so often, <laughs> I cannot for the life of me figure it out. I can help you. You okay. just told me. Okay, I will bring it over to you bring next time I me. see you. <laughs> well, there you go. There's one problem solved in the world. <laughs> and knitting is a lot cheaper than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least to start off with. Okay. <laughs> and then you get really into tufting. The, the thing is that any hobby can be expensive if you... Any hobby can be expensive, basically. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like knitting at least is kind of accessible to start off with. That's true. Whereas tufting, I feel like, is the starting point is $500. And then that's just the gun. That's just the gun. <laughs> you have to buy the material. Yeah. And the frame. <laughs> oh, man. yeah. And you got to have the space. Knitting is cheaper. Yeah. And it's faster to complete, I guess. Mm -mm. No. Tufting was so quick. I did like a little square in like an hour. Oh, wow. If I wanted to knit that. That would take me like three days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just constantly doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're moving on to the topic. We have you here today. Mm -hmm. And I think as we said earlier, you are a self-proclaimed constant friend user. <laughs> and you are definitely the person that we would love to have on. And we mm -hmm. love to have on and talk about your own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. While we talk about professionals, um, talk with professionals and talk with experts, we love having personal relationships to the topic itself. So to start off with, we love to know how do you balance your screen time with other responsibilities in your family or in your household? So I guess a re an often repeating argument my partner and I have <laughs> is okay. the fact that um, like after dinner or, you know, at night, I will sit on my phone and I'll scroll through Instagram for just way too long yeah and um he'll be like do you want to do the dishes now we should do the dishes now and I'm like yeah okay we'll do the dishes <laughs> and then I won't move yeah and I just don't want to do anything mm -hmm. and the only way he can get me to go and do the dishes is if he starts cleaning up first and then I hear um, him and I feel guilty yeah and then I'm like oh I better go and do the dishes with him um so 
I guess I don't have any suggestions on how to improve that. Well, I guess you could say having a partner who's sort of knows the problem too would be really good. He's been a really big part of me realising that this is kind of an issue. Yep. Because he's the one who points it out to me and says, Carol, I don't think this is good for you. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing that he acknowledges it too. Yes. Um, So... I guess having I guess having supportive people around you is really important. Yeah. Um, who you can talk to and say, this is why I'm doing this. Because mm-hmm. the reason that I do this is I started in lockdown, as I said before. Mm-hmm. It was very much a I'm very anxious about what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't have a direction in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to lose myself and my worries, my phone. Yep. And so being able to say that this is why I'm doing this. And being able to be open about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then him being able to not necessarily set boundaries, but maybe remind me of what I'm doing. Okay. And yeah, just point out the problems. <laughs> but it's nice. It's From the way you said, it's nice the way that he's doing it as mm-hmm. well. It's not like trying to make you feel guilt tripping you into doing it. It's Oh, just... it's definitely guilt tripping. <laughs> Purposely or do you think? He just knows that I won't do anything until like, he starts doing the dishes. Okay. So it is um, and a little bit of manipulation going on. Yes, but in a good way. <laughs> in, a, in a positive positive reflection. And the other day, I'm very proud of myself, yeah. I went and did the dishes before he did. And then he came and joined me. Oh, well, there you go. So I think it does, that method does work after all. I think it's helping. I think that after a while I've realized that this is, that I mean, I should just go and do the dishes. They're not going to do themselves. Yeah. And I, I think that's such a good thing, like trying to find that balance, mm. um, talking about uh, screen media, like screen time and stuff, mm. doing the uh, doing the stuff, the chores that you're supposed to do before sitting down. Exactly. It is the hardest thing to do, though, because mm-hmm. you're just like, OK, after you cook and after you eat, you're just like, I just want to settle down for a little bit. Yeah. But there is none, none of that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, do the things you have to do before you go on your phone. Yes. <laughs> Okay. I need to do that. (laughs) All right. So the next question is, do you think the use of technology has made an impact on your family relationships? Um, So there are definitely some good aspects and some bad aspects. Mm -hmm. Uh, So a good one is, um, so I play Pokemon Go. My brother's also got into Pokemon Go. And so sometimes when we're at dinner... Actually, I don't know if this is good or bad, but we'll play Pokemon Go together. Yeah. And he'll be like, oh, do you want to go and like take on that gym now? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. And um, like it's like a conversation continua. It's something it's something that Ollie and I, my brother, were really into as kids was Pokemon. So yep. it's kind of like continuing that um, sibling relationship in a way. Yeah. Um, and I mean, another thing that Pokemon Go has been really good for me is just like leaving the house. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pokemon Go, it has such a big impact on so many people, like even Mm. especially the time that it came out. Yeah. I think it really helped in Mm. sort of the being like, okay, I can actually go outside. I can touch grass for a little bit instead of keeping the kids at home. And I think there's such a, there's such a big thing. I mean, yes, it's still on your phone, but Mm. it's a, in a, I would love to say in a positive way way a little yeah. more at least be going outside and walking exactly like it motivate even when I during lockdown when I had it on I, I yes I fell into the trap of downloading it as well and when I went on walks I was just like looking through my phone as to finding 
where the heck is Pokemon? Where are these Pokemon? And I would just like run and chase after them. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was like 21 and I'm here's this almost adult, actually considered an adult in Australia running around chasing Pokemon. But it was a fun thing to do and it's it's still a fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we should we shouldn't discount something that's fun just because it's for kids or just because it's considered for kids. And that's something I'm learning as well as I as I age. Yes. Um, but a negative one is that like a negative impact that technology has had is again with my partner, um, you know, not doing the dishes like sitting down. But also, I get stuck on it and I don't. I, I sort of get into this loop where I like just have to keep, I keep looking at my phone and my partner will try and have a discussion with me about something. Mm-hmm. And I'm only half listening because I'm more interested in my phone. Yep. Or I just can't. He's like, do you want to do something? And I'm like, oh yeah. And then I won't go and do it. So yes, that's a negative impact that it has. And I don't think that I haven't figured out a way to, to solve that except maybe being aware of it. Yeah. No, I think it's also really hard to keep concentration because you can't be focused on two things Mm. 100% at one time yeah so always especially like the way when you're having a conversation with a person Mm. it's so hard to like okay I'm not going to be on my phone I'm actually going to sit and talk with that person Mm. so yeah I have this exact same trouble with you anytime I'm hanging around someone um if we're sitting if we're walking around I'll like put my phone away but Mm. I find that when I'm sitting down actually talking with a person I'm on my phone or I'm checking something or I'm doing something on it or I'm wasting time on it while I'm with that person yeah so yeah it is a very it's a very touch and go thing yeah as to how it's supposed to how you're supposed to use it and the times Mm. that is I think socially acceptable to also have it out yeah yeah Mm, definitely so is there any impact on the screen time usage in your family after the pandemic? Yes, I've already mentioned this a little bit, yes. but um, my screen time definitely increased a lot um, during the pandemic. And then I think mm-hmm. after that, I've, I've noticed that my, I don't know if this is just a personal thing. I don't know if there's any scientific backing, but I just mm-hmm. feel like my attention span has really reduced <laughs> I yeah. can't concentrate on anything now and it's so hard um, to to do anything in some ways mm-hmm. um, because I always want to have my phone on me. I want to touch my phone. I want to be on my phone. But then when I go on my phone, there's nothing interesting. And I'm like, why am I on my phone? And then I put it down. And then two minutes later, I'm like, oh, something's happening. I want to look at yeah, that. I think we became addicted to the idea of FOMO. Yeah. Like we just the that fear of just missing out on all the kind of content that could be happening within two seconds of us not being on it Mm -hmm. and even now I'm like I'm going to check my phone once we finish this and like I'm just constantly even thinking about it or it's near me or Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been in another room for my phone yeah unless it's like completely dead and it's off like that is the moment that I'm just near my phone it is so hard it's like you're building a relationship with your phone mm. and I'm in I'm in a relationship with mine I will deeply admit that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's a really interesting thing especially after like post pandemic because we've been so like we had nothing else to do during lockdown mm-hmm. but after that life started up again somehow we're still in that 
field of just, okay, we can still use it. And we forgot the times that I think I mentioned this a little earlier, like socially acceptable mm-hmm. to have it. Exactly. Like um, being at home 24-7 mm-hmm. um, meant that it was acceptable for me to use my phone 24-7. Um, yep. And, you know, because I was only with my partner, mm-hmm. um, you know, we spend a lot of time together on our phones. I think that's okay, actually. If yep. you're with someone 24-7 or all the time, you're going to be on your phone for some of that. But the issue is when it's all of the time you're with your partner, you're with on your phone. Yeah. Or all of the time you're with someone, you're on your phone. And I think that having learnt, relearning some of those boundaries where you're like, okay, I'm with someone, I am not going to look at my phone now, mm-hmm. is something that I need to work on. And it's something that um, a lot of people probably do as well. Yeah. No, I think... I mean, speaking to me, it's even the most agreeable thing I've probably ever heard because it's so easy to just quickly check things for like five seconds and Mm. it turns into an hour, for example. Yeah, definitely. What do you think are the ideal practices of screen time habits that can happen in a family to sort of promote a healthy and happy sort of family? So I think balance is definitely something that you need to consider. You can't cut off people from their phone. Unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, we need our phones because that's how we talk to people. That's how, I mean, we have work conversations on our phones, unfortunately. Yes. Um, <laughs> not a good habit to have. Not a great <laughs> habit. Um, so maybe doing something like limiting phone use for work, for work times. Yep. And also uh, limiting, um, I try to limit my um, game time on my phone mm-hmm. to when I'm on the train. Yep. Because what else am I going to do on the train? Exactly. Um, or, yeah, limit my, you know, Instagram, social media. Try to limit that to sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll do that when I'm, um, you know, in between things. Um, you know, I'm waiting five minutes for my partner to tie their shoes and go to the yep. loop before we leave the house. Yeah. I think trying to limit it to those types of things, but at the um, it's probably the best. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, scheduling in times to look at your phone could be an idea. Yeah. No. If you like schedules. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of doing it because mm. you, you schedule everything else in your life or most things in your mm. life. When you have a meeting, for example, like it could be schedule a little five minute break time of you just looking at your phone. Mm. Um, yeah, I know I can say that, but I probably won't end up doing it or or possibly prioritizing the phone things in your life that are more important or that you care about more so I spend a lot of time on Instagram because I can just scroll and scroll and scroll it keeps updating yeah but something that I have found really interesting um, for me recently is going on to the My Chemical Romance Reddit page mm-hmm. and seeing what's happening with the tour. Yep. <laughs> and even though it's probably no more productive than scrolling Instagram, it's something that I actually really care about. Yeah. So maybe instead of scrolling for an hour on Instagram, yep. putting that time into um, that page instead could be better for me. That seems like a good idea. Like focusing um, something that actually Or instead makes of you... doing both, just do one. Yeah. Instead of like focus on the one thing that makes you happy. Yeah. Um, And then I guess another one is on my phone, I have set times. So my, 
during work hours, mm-hmm. um, it will turn off Reddit, Instagram, Pokemon Go after five minutes. Okay. No, that's smart. That's a smart idea. Because um, when I'm studying, I get anxious and then I look at my phone and then I will look at my phone for an hour yes. and not study. No, I'm 100% there with you. I've procrastinated on a lot of assignments. So I have a thing on my phone now that just turns apps off after five minutes. Okay. And even if I don't listen to it, it at least gives me a time yeah. that I can say, okay, I've turned this off twice. It's 10 minutes now. Yeah. Probably time to put my phone away. That is a great idea. Actually, no, that's really interesting perspective because I think especially when it comes to like being around people and being in family, I think whether it's work, family, or whether it's your personal family, setting like constantly having that on and having Mm -hmm. it available is very tempting. Yeah. And especially when you get notifications from it. It it blocks (laughs) notifications from them. Well, then perfect. Um, So I... Couldn't set it to my messages because I do actually need to know some of those messages. Yeah. But um, if you get a lot of notifications from one particular app and it dis- it's really distracting, you can set that on your phone so you don't get any notifications for that. That's perfect. Um, it's amazing that yeah. the phone's set up to know to do that. Yeah. Like it's just, it knows that you're going to be on it for far too long. So it's set up a way. It's probably users saying this is a feature that we want. Yeah. And then them adding it. Yeah. And I get to use it. Exactly. No, that's perfect. Mm. Okay. So now, do you have any activities that your family enjoy doing that don't involve any screens? Oh, that's a hard one. Because I feel like screens have pervaded every aspect of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Probably going for walks and going to go eat. Okay. That you're like 90% attentive. Yeah. So like particularly if I, so, uh, so like, you know, my partner and I really like walking places. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly when we're on a holiday, we walk, except we use our phones to navigate so we don't get lost. So I guess that That's doesn't the count. Exception. <laughs> that is the exception to that. Um, but then, then you want to go eat and you want to, you know, appreciate the food. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that we do maybe with minimal phone use or okay. minimal screen time. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what's something that I do that doesn't have any screen time involved. The only thing I can think of is going roller skating, which my, which is not something I do in my family. <laughs> no, but something that you're passionate about doing as well. Yeah. And it's yeah. because, um, if I have my phone while I'm rollerblading, I will drop it and kill the screen. Yes, it's out of protectiveness of your phone, yes. the love of your phone. Yes. <laughs> so uh, do extreme sports if you don't want to use your phone. Yeah, go out and touch grass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> go on a hike and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think that's, it's amazing. And I honestly, I love that you're going roller skating like every week. It's it's amazing every single time. Um, we know that every Wednesday, oh, Gabriella is going roller skating. <laughs> yep. yep. I'll be there. Yep. Perfect. So now we're heading into the last segment of our show and we love the fact that Gabrielle is going to talk about roller skating (laughs) and talking about that a little bit more because it's something that, as we said earlier, she is passionate passionate about and she is constantly doing it, which is amazing. And she's actually going out there and doing something fun that doesn't involve any screens, which, you know, I, I admire and I could never, but I will, I admire people that do. So go ahead, Gabriella. So the first thing I'm going to do on this 
uh, on this episode about screen time is to tell you to go onto your screen Mm -hmm. and find this group. So I skate with a group that meets every Wednesday night in Docklands in Melbourne Mm -hmm. um, at 8 8 p.m. Um, And if you want to join us, it's an open group for anyone who wants to be involved. Um, The group is called um, Mix. It's um, M-I, what is it? M-I-Q-S-S. It's the Melbourne inline quad skate scene. Okay. This is a Facebook group. So if you ever want to join us or like really find any skate event in Melbourne, Mm -hmm. it's there. You'll find it there. Okay. Um, So I do the Wednesday night skate. So we skate around Docklands. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually about 10 kilometers. We do it in two hours. Okay. Um, There's also a couple of beginners groups as well. Yeah. And uh, most of my friends are from there. (laughs) As it would be. Yeah. So I really see it as a really great, it's both great for exercise, mm-hmm. although I don't go that fast because it's a social event. Yep. So it's more like making friends. So, but it's, it, for me, it's really important because it's a social event. It's a time where I go out and talk to people. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the group there is really opening and welcome, mm-hmm. even though I'm not particularly good at talking to people. There are certainly people who will talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I think that if you're looking for friends, it's a great place to go. Yes. Um, We're open to, as I said, inline and quads. So inline is the rollerblades and quads are the old-fashioned roller skates. Okay. I didn't know there was a difference. So that's that's a fun fact now. (laughs) Yeah, because some people think that um, when when you say skating, they just think of the old-fashioned ones. Like roller skating. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I don't know, people have this thing where they think that um, one group's going to exclude the other group. Oh, but, but we're don't. not. I don't. Okay. No. Anyone can come to this group. Well, that's fun then. Yeah. That, that makes it a lot more inclusive, which yeah. is which is really nice. That's the other thing I really like about it is it is quite in- inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't discriminate. As long as you've got wheels, mm-hmm. you can join us. Oh, that's amazing. So like if you're on a bicycle, if you're on a skateboard, if you're on a scooter, if you've got those ones that do this, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Oh, the shaking skateboard or something. No, but there's no skateboard involved. It's like two pieces of, it's two pieces of wood with wheels attached and you just kind of stand on them and you do this. You wobble. You wobble. Along. I don't know how to, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, if you have wheels mm-hmm. and you can keep up with the group, you're, you're invited. Oh, that's amazing. We even had one person whose daughter would skate and she would run next to them. Oh, that's nice. So you don't even need to have wheels. Yeah. Just as long as you're there at 8 p.m. on Wednesdays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something I really love. I think it's a really great community. Yeah, I think no. that it's great exercise. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to be able to learn to skate as well. That's a... Well, we don't teach skating. No, I know. Exactly. Yeah. If you already know how to skate, come <laughs> join. <laughs> if you don't know how to skate, uh, there learn. are lots of roller rinks around. Yeah. Uh, learn. <laughs> Best advice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that is amazing way. And it's an amazing way to end this on a place that's not talking about screen time and another way to, in, to live your life. <laughs> So thank you so much, Gabrielle, for joining me and for taking a little bit of time out and talking to me a little bit more about your personal experience of screen time. Thank you. And for admitting. <laughs> and for and we will talk a little bit more about skating off air. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much, guys, for joining me. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode. 
You've been listening to All Together, the Family Science Insights Podcast, produced by Family Science Labs, a division of LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. More episodes are available from 10 life management perspectives and can be found by searching LMSL on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, share, and subscribe to our channel so that other people can find it and we can continue to provide quality content. More of our work can be found on our website at fa.lmsl.net, where you can join our movement. I'm Dina Sargent, and thanks for tuning in.